it takes some time, but the, the notion of creating a more open industry actually does resonate um, because everyone knows that there's transformation coming. Everyone in financial services knows that the old way of these sort of centralized old guard infrastructure that was built before the internet, um, it, it just can't stay. Banking efficiency may not seem a matter of great importance to many, but when Jeremy Allman's family lost their house in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis, he understood how inferior financial infrastructure can have a devastating consequence. That's in part why he formed Paystand, a company that aims to bring the ease of modern consumer transactions to the business world. In this edition of Uptech Report, Jeremy talks with me about the challenges of implementing blockchain technology to financial behemoths and some of the lessons he's learned from early failures. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining me. I'm excited to learn more about Paystand from I understand uh, six years ago that it began in 2013, based in California, venture back. Tell me, how did the idea begin and how did it blossom into where it is today? Oh yeah, thanks Alex, glad to be with you, man. Um, so so Paystand, just to give everyone some context, is a B2B payment network. So you can imagine what uh, Venmo does between consumers, making uh, money entirely digital and, and sort of a magic experience we do for complicated commercial transactions um, between enterprise companies um, that are usually moving money between contracts and invoices, accounts receivable and accounts payable. Um, so, so the question is, where did it start? You know, I think if you're, you're an entrepreneur, building business is, is non-trivial, right? And so you, you have to, I think in a lot of ways, start with something that you intend uh, to, to spend a significant portion of your career on. Because um, otherwise, what's the point, right? And, and so for me, I think um, a lot of that has to be a place where there's a combination of a personal interest and professional intersection. And so um, Paystand for, for me started, uh, you know, almost two decades ago. Um, the first startup I was at grew really, really quickly. Um, we became a global billion dollar public company and uh, we were an enterprise B2B company and um, still on the stock market today. It's a company called Vico. And uh, as a hardware manufacturer, one of the things that was fascinating is we spent so much money, energy, and effort into making our systems digital. So we would have, you know, spend money on CRM, we'd spend money on ERP, um, all of these core systems to make the company digital, efficient, and whatever. But what you find is most companies that are, that are large and enterprise and B2B in nature, the money part, the revenue, that um, is, you'd say is the fuel that runs the business, it turns out mostly it's not digital. Um, in most of the US, uh, payments are actually come through through paper checks. Um, and that's partly, um, I think, because the, the commercial banking infrastructure has not evolved into the digital age. Um, and so as somebody who is uh, you know, a transformation agent, somebody who loves technology, what I saw was that holds businesses back, it holds our economy back. And so I've probably worked at a dozen companies since then. I've seen the problem over and over again, which is um, how do you make revenue a strategic part of your business? Um, and so, so we come in and we help enable transformation um, and, and change in the commercial banking sector. Have you felt that you found product market fit? What, what's the, the client base look like now and how, how has it grown? Yeah, so we are, uh, I think we're the fastest growing uh, com company in commercial fintech today. Uh, we have, um, we announced, I think we have 120,000 businesses that are on our payment network. Uh, and that's growing very, very quickly. We're 3Xing year over year. So, so the company's growing very, very rapidly. Um, and I think it's partly because we have a different view on the world. Um, you know, I think inherently, you know, you as an, as an individual feel like money should be this experience that's, um, 
you know, it, it, it's transformed how we do our lives. We, we walk into Starbucks and um, money just sort of automatically moves with our Starbucks ass. We walk out of Uber and you just leave the car and money magically moves. Um, but in the commercial case, that doesn't happen. Um, and so, so the question is, why not? Um, and so for us, we think that um, money needs to become a strategic part of commercial businesses. Um, and so, so we've been at it uh, for a couple of years commercially. Um, we've been, I think, selling in the market uh, since 2017 um, and it's going very, very, very quickly. So. The technology behind it, one of the core concepts is you're looking to use the blockchain um, technology as, as, a, as a fully audible permanent record of any payment transactions I read mm -hmm. from your site. <laughs> Tell me more about then how you're uh, utilizing the blockchain technology and why is it different from anything else out there? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, you know, we think of blockchain, there, there's a lot of uh, hype that's been in the news cycle. It's gone up, it's going down, people follow crypto. Uh, but, but we look at blockchain as new enabling infrastructure. You might think of uh, blockchain as what we would consider as cloud 2.0. Um, cloud was this kind of technology that came and said, um, we can help deliver better, cheaper, more efficient uh, services to clients. Um, through instead of on-prem, you know, 20 years ago, they, they, you know, folks like Salesforce and NetSuite said we're going to deliver it in cloud, um, and it's become the de facto standard. You in fact don't talk to a SaaS company; it's not cloud. Um, and so, so we actually think blockchain is sort of like that. Um, and in the news cycle, a lot of it is about, um, you know, all of these, I'd say, hot button issues. But at the end of the day, blockchain is just enabling technology for companies like us uh, to build. Uh, better and better services. Um, and so I'll give you maybe three main reasons uh, how that actually plays out for a company like us. Um, so, so we at Paystand were anchored on what we consider three value propositions. Um, we say first, we say no paper. It's this notion that moving from your paper-based manual world to an entirely automated world. So how do you have that Uber-like, uh, you know, Starbucks-like experience so you reduce your labor costs, you reduce the chance of you having to go track down payments. Um, for us, that's something called smart contracts. And what that means is when an invoice says, hey, a company is going to pay me in 30 days, boy, when I deliver in goods and services and the company intends to pay, shouldn't that just happen automatically? Um, and, and so we have, we have people who negotiate it, we have contract terms, but the money doesn't actually work that way in the commercial context. And, and so we think the system would be more efficient for everyone if that, if that happens. And so um, blockchain enables that to happen. It's called smart contracts. Um, the second thing we say is, is no fees. Um, and, and this is this notion that um, one of the reasons in the B2B sector, most payments are still paper checks is um, when you look at it, um, car, credit cards is the dominant form of payment on the consumer side. And um, the credit card industry, the way that industry works is um, they have what's called a, a take rate. And so when um, we swipe our cards at a coffee shop, uh, the Visa and MasterCards and the banks of the world make about 3%. Now, 3% uh, is probably okay for your $5 cup of coffee. Uh, but if you are, you know, paying a um, $100,000 invoice with a company you've worked with for a decade, you're, you're never going to give a bank 3% of that $100,000 to effectively, you know, move ones and zeros from one bank database to another. Um, and so technology like the blockchain enables us to be able to in innovate on the business model um, and not charge fees. Um, so we're the only company um, on the planet, on the B2B side that we're aware of, um, that, that basically doesn't charge fees. Um, and that's principally because we have new kind of, you know, enabling technology. I appreciate that 
clarity as well of the picture that you are looking to be that that platform and in the partnerships being important um, i imagine this this is not successful unless you can create those partnerships where everyone can work together to and agree on on using it tell me more about some of those partnerships that you've been able to 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 create and i imagine that there are other people developing smart contracts and everything how do you see being able to integrate or not integrate as we all move forward in this new digital uh, economy yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's been interesting for, for us, um, you know, blockchain has been a core part of our thesis for our business since the very beginning. Um, uh, and so, you know, it's been interesting to watch, I'd say, the industry even shift for, you know, in the early days, uh, let's call it 2014, 2015, um, you know, we are a regulated industry. Um, and so, you know, I can't move a billion dollars of my customers' money um, and, and, and take that um, not seriously, you know, we are regulated, security becomes very important, um, how we work with the banks are very important. And so um, I bring that up because I'd say in, in, in the early days of the company, um, you know, it was, it took time to convince hearts and minds in, in, the, in the banking sector, particularly, that blockchain wasn't something to be feared, but actually something that um, could be enabling infrastructure. Um, and, and so what I've seen over the shift of a few years now is now I think, um, a number of um, uh, the forward-looking financial service companies are now um, going from a state of, you know, concern to, hey, how can this be um, a strategic advantage for, for us? Um, and, and so I think, you know, whether it's our partners with our banks or um, payment networks like JCP, they're looking at it going, hey, this is actually opportunity, right? Um, this is opportunity for our customer base. It's opportunity to help the ecosystem because, um, you know, the reality is, Banks are, they're not tech companies. Um, and so they're, they are, you know, good at what they are, which is creating um, sort of security compliance, um, you know, sort of regulatory body around um, ensuring that there's trust around our money. But, you know, they are not, uh, they're not, their DNA is not to build technology enabling infrastructure. And so, so we can come in and say, hey, you can be good at what you're going to do. By the way, my clients, my enterprise clients obviously work with every one of your banks. Um, and so how can we sort of have the best of both worlds? And I think that's why, you know, it takes some time, but the, the notion of creating a more open industry actually does resonate um, because everyone knows that there's transformation coming. Everyone in financial services knows that the old way of these sort of centralized old guard infrastructure that was built before the internet, um, it, it just can't stay. Be sure to check out part two of our conversation with Jeremy, in which he discusses some of the key qualities he looks for to build positive corporate culture and teams that last.